Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hello. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, HH. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352, Instagram at Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. You wanted to say something? I said, is this is it actually free? How much is 10 seconds worth? Priceless, you might say, you know. We're not guaranteed our next 10 seconds, so it costs in that sense. What was I going to say? Oh, on Patreon, we're like a few dollars away from having some YouTube obligations. So if you guys want us to be back on YouTube, one of the perks on Patreon is if we reach, I think it's $100 a month, Have Hope and I will record some some YouTube content for you guys. So if you want to see our lovely faces, although maybe you see Have Hope's too much Mm. <laughs> this guy's always on. <laughs> uh, like yesterday, he did a live stream on Pep, and I realized by like hour two, like I'm not built for this three, four, five hour stream life. So I had to dip. But yeah, man, if you want to see us on the Talking Tactics YouTube page, throw something in the collection plate, and and we'll be there for you. So yeah, and thank you to all the patrons that that give with even out the benefits. Just they get the extra. So big up to you guys. I'll let you pick, because there's a few places we could start, but... No, Daniel, man, you pick. I'll, I'll follow, man. I trust you, bro. Where's the best place? Let's let's start with Grealish. Should City buy him? When you say that should, as in, like, should this... I used to not, it should be, like... Is he is he necessary for their team for their team to progress? No. And, and at that fee? Like, if it's 30, 40 million, of course you buy it. Oh, no, no, no. no. The, but the, the for 100, they, they, that's they the question. They have the money already. Like, they need Kane more than they need Grealish. Because in Gundogan, in De Bruyne, in Foden, in Mars, in Silva, you have a lot of guys that can do what Grealish can do, probably better than, than him. But in that team, you don't have a guy who can sleepwalk 20, 25 goals a season for you. And maybe... That goal scorer could be a difference maker for you in the Champions League. So, Grealish not a guy who can. Oh, he's gonna no because there are little guys better. Like De Bruyne is better than him. 
when Silva's in form, he's better than him. Gundogan is better than him. But he'll have to improve the team. But, you know, you, like it's, it's not a need. A need is Kane. Are you a fan of buying a player because he's available more so than buying him because you need him? In other words, let's say you know Jack Grealish is available and you don't want him to go to Chelsea. You don't want him to go to Liverpool. You don't want him to go to Man- uh, uh, Manchester United. You don't want him to go to... Those are basically the only options in the Premier League. So if you're Manchester City and you have a player who wants to come to your club that you can kind of sort of afford, even if you don't need him, need him, or he's not the top priority, let's get him before somebody else does, or we miss the chance in the next summer. Now more teams are in. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's sort of a cheap way to to roll, isn't it? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, let's get him before. I mean, I mean, that's what's maybe like a band to like, oh, we're gonna buy this guy so that these dudes don't get away, kind of weaken them. But if you believe in the quality of a team, I'm like, oh. what happens with somebody like Bernardo Silva? or Mares or Sterling, or what, what have you? Like, What are the ramifications for those players if Grealish comes in? Grealish, isn't, is, he's not going to play in midfield, is he, for Pep? So, no, Grealish, no, he's probably going to take Bernardo Silva's um, position, I, I assume. Why do you do that with what? your S's, man? <laughs> have we ever talked about, like, a shoe? I can't even do it, but, like, the way you make your S's... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's um, what, what's it called? It's um, I had this um, where is I think he was from Zambia or was it uh-huh. Zimbabwe, Zambia or Zimbabwe? Like one of the best teachers I've ever had. I even remember, yeah, Lloyd Lushinga. He oh, must be from Zambia, and he he taught me because I was I think I was doing a course on marketing, so he taught me international marketing. Mm-hmm. And he always used to go like, you know, you need to do good quality research, good quality research, and. Ever since then, it just stuck with me. So, like, yeah. Well, bloody good teacher, man. Amazing teacher. Shout, shout out to all the good teachers. Yeah, shout there, out man. to Mr. Lushinga, man, wherever you are. I don't, I, I don't even know if you realize you do it, but you do it. So. Oh, no, 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 no. I do. Like, oh, it's I know, conscious? Like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I've been doing it for years. I'm like, I think even my brother said that that's annoying. So, <laughs> just it depends on the word, but it's funny. Um, so, yeah, I... Silva is the guy that you're looking at, like, hmm, maybe less so Mares, maybe less so Sterling, but Bernardo, he hasn't been great in the past, what, 18 months? Mm. Since the pandemic, I guess he hasn't been great. So his first season after he left Monaco was pretty good. Where do you think he could go? In which club he, he could go to? Yeah, he seems like a player that will eventually end up at Wolves. I don't know if he signed to Mendes. Or, but... or the whole Portugal thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you um... If, like if if Traore goes to Spurs or someplace, it wouldn't surprise me if if he signed with Mendes, which I don't know, but if he ends up at uh, Portugal North, I think either Sevilla or Dortmund would actually suit his style very well. But I don't think he'd want to go there yeah. from Man City. But then if you're Silva and the World Cup is coming up next year, you're like, bro, I want to play regularly. Because yeah. if we play regularly, I'm in probably one of the most competitive teams in football now. Because to make that first team in, in Portugal is hard. And they even have some guys who, who didn't even go to the Euros who were in the under-21. So in order to be in Santos' favor, like, man, I need to be, I, I need to keep playing and really play regularly. So, Out of 10, how highly do you rate, or how low, perhaps, do you rate Jack Grealish? I'll tell you, I rate him at a seven, like a strong seven. Yeah, for me, I would say seven point five, seven seven point five around there. 
mean, I didn't like, have 0.5. He's like, but... he, the guy is a good player. But for me, my thing is that it's, a hard, it's hard to rate him because... Villa? Yeah, it's like you're happy because again, it's it's Villa, so it's like, oh well, he's he's doing good based off and Euros, he hardly played. So it's why the city move is going to be so good for him because it's like, aha, there's no nope. hiding, you don't have to say what's up. Yeah, I, I think I think his style of football translates into basically any team, which is good control, knows how to win fouls has a football brain. It's just how does that work inside the construct of a team that's already assembled? At Villa, you're the guy. So they work around what you do best. Mm. At City, you have to figure out how do I help this team? And we'll see how that how that fits if it happens. The reason we go if. Harry Kane decided not to show up to training today. Maybe it was during the Euros or just after. Harry Kane doesn't have that kind of temperament. He's not that kind of player. I don't see him doing or just being a nuisance. Like people just assumed Harry Kane would be the choir boy. He signed a six-year deal or a six-year extension with Spurs. You know, he's stuck and he's not the type of player to force it. I don't, I guess that was wrong. I think he's 27. Don't quote. You can't stay two more years and be 29. Now we know perhaps that strikers are lasting a little bit longer if we look at Lewandowski or Benzema, like you can play well into your 32s, 33s, 34s, but your peak years, Kane's in them. Like this is the best he'll probably be. And there's an argument to say (laughs) his best years were two, three years ago because of how he plays through injuries and just the kind of the, the miles on the clock, so to speak. This would be an ideal summer to dip. And if your Spurs with Nuno coming in, that would be a great 120, 130, however much money it would be. That would be great to help him rebuild the team. Like obviously you want his goals, but Spurs need work. You got you got the Sun extension, so you have at least one player who you could look at and be like, we could build around that and attack, but fill the fill the gaps. And in many instances. Over the course of the last three, four years, when Harry Kane's been out, how much have Spurs really suffered? They damn near won the Champions League without him. In fact, if you don't start him in the Champions League final, you might win it. Also, say that Spurs can survive without him. Yeah, the same way that they got rid of Bale and they got better. Oh no, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. It would be cataclysmic for Spurs. I mean, okay, not okay. Cataclysmic is strong, but it will affect them greatly. He scores too many goals. <laughs> he scores too many goals. For a guy that scores those amounts of goals, because see, my thing is that this isn't like Real Madrid where, okay, you have really good players. So whether it's Mendy, Casemiro, Ramos, Benzema, who can, because they're so good, they can find a way of getting those, those goals. Apart from Son, who else is going to fill in to get all those goals? You buy so again, it's not, it's not like if they're going to get relegated, but no, you're going to feel the, the hits because you don't have the kind of quality of players who can come in and step in and um, fulfill all those goals and everything, you know. So, Put it this way. Kane scores a bunch of goals. They don't win anything. Why not try to see what happens without him? It's the Ewing theory. Well, no, no, yeah, I mean, Once yeah, again, look, like, this is a lot of money we're talking about. It's like over 120, no doubt. Now, obviously, everybody's going to know you have 120, so how can you spend it wisely, I guess, is a question in and of itself. And I guess you could look at the the bail sale, and you could look at the players that they bought 
and you could say, I think maybe like one or two of those players did well. Erickson and was Dembele in that lot? Musa Dembele? Maybe not. But that was like Chadley, Kira Kesh, or however you pronounce his name, uh, Paulinho, Soldado, like there was a bunch of misses, but you know. So you could say getting a bunch of money isn't necessarily a blessing, especially when everybody knows you have all the money. But if you're not winning anything with him scoring those goals, perhaps it's his goals have been papering cracks in the squad. Like your defense needs work. Is Hugo Lloris really the best? How good is your midfield really? But because Kane is such a great volume scorer, that can paper crack and get you draws when you were going to lose and wins when you were going to draw. You get rid of Kane, and now you have money. Maybe you tailor the team better, and that can help you in the longer distance rather than the shorter distance. But in any event, it's good for Kane because he needs he needs to go, if only for his own development, his own career. You know, you only have so many years. You don't want to waste two, three more at at Tottenham. No disrespect to the Tottenham fans out there. Not saying that your club's not like one of the top six or seven in England, but, you know, there's levels to this. <laughs> Man City's clearly a better place to be in 2021. So, um, yeah, I'm just, um, I don't know what to say really other than I'm surprised that he actually just was like, no, nah, I'm not showing up. And I think I read that he got fined. So, you you know the consequences, but... It's what you got to do to kind of force the issue. So, but you seem, you seem, are we proud of him in a, in a way? Proud of Kane. Yeah. By just like like taking, taking his uh, career into his own hands in a sense, like not being, what's a good substitute for that word? Just not being soft, like not being or, or willing to show um, some intent that might make people uncomfortable. I think it's a good thing. He can see the bigger picture. I think sometimes we might think that the players, they're just so locked in on the moment that they don't have a reference for the moment that they're in, in terms of their career. And he can clearly see like this, I hope this is evidence that he, he sees this moment as somehow pivotal in his career that I need to leave now. So how do I do this with two years left on my deal? I'm not going to show up. I hope he has the, what is it? Testicular fortitude to, to stay and not be bullied back. And you better hope that city have the funds, which th- they do. So the way he can be taken seriously, be viewed as well as if he leaves Tottenham, as long as you start pad, Skip scoring goals and so forth. He can score 50, 60, 70, 80 goals at Tottenham. He will never be regarded as world class because club isn't really putting you in a position where you you can now be fully properly judged as to what as to what you can now do in these high pressure situations. You know, so I don't I don't no. agree. I don't agree. I think people recognize that he is world class. It's I don't just... care what people recognize. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about facts, man. So if all that, <laughs> all because some people on Twitter or media say he's not, he isn't world class because you're not no, going but he, he in is. high situations. So he's, would men, he's an men, EPL men, merchant. Man City wouldn't spend... He's an EPL merchant. He's not yeah. a world class. He's an EPL. He's like, he's a great EPL player. He's not world class. So 
he's world class, man. No, he's not. Is is he top five in his position? And he and uh, has he been top five in his position for the past few years? What no the 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 dependence on what? Just purely goals or what you've done in high pressure situations? Based on high pressure based, situations, based on his five. based on his based on the people in his position. He's no, a top no, five I, player in his position. You can name opinion, five better no, strikers in not, the world. He's not seeing the conversation because he's not being battle tested. So even if you start, that's dependent on his team, so though. That's dependent on his then team. Leave, that's, then leave. Then leave. <laughs> is it? That's or, the point. Like, or you, if you're in the, or if you're in that quarter, like what against Zagreb, you had like you had like an open goal line and you missed, so you flopped. Yeah, but he he scored against Juventus. He scored against a bunch of teams. Like oh, it's okay. not like he hasn't performed against big teams. So yeah, let's man, not man. let's not make that lie. What what is your definition of world class? Has this changed since the last to time we talked about perform, it, which was top five in your in high for the past situation. three years? A mixture of consistency, but mainly perf- um, performing in high pressure situations, big games, difficult games. Dot degree so, of difficulty. So the only so the only world class players are moments players for you. A small mixture of your consistency, but mainly what you do in high-pressure situations. So you do need to be consistent to a degree, but also how you perform in the biggest moments against the toughest teams. Would you concede that that's not how the majority of people look at world class? I'm not saying that you can't have your own definition. I'm not saying you can't have your own definition. I'm just saying, do you accept that that's not generally what people think of when they hear the words world class? The majority thing. That's not my. That's I'm not. My, I'm not asking yeah. you to care. I'm asking you to like. What What do you think when people say world class? Not what is it? But I, I have no what, idea. No, I know. I don't know. Whenever I see world class, I I just use my definition. I don't. I don't think, there isn't actually a definition because you ask different people that you have a different definition of a world class. That's what. Some that's what. Say, like, oh. So I'm saying the the general consensus isn't. You're just great in big moments, with a little bit of consistency sprinkled in. Most okay. people would say most most people would say the reverse. Then most which people is, are wrong. which is you're great consistently, and then you have moments sprinkled in. And then most people are wrong. Then. Like, <laughs> most most wrong. most people say that's Cristiano Ronaldo. I know what you mean. Up. I know what you mean well. because I've talked to you for years. I understand, but for generally speaking. Most people would consider that Harry Kane is world class. Now, obviously, you're going to jump on me and say that they're wrong, which is fine. You can have that opinion. But, and I would say, I'm, I'm in the opposite camp. Harry Kane is a world class striker. Like, the reason that you would want him at Chelsea, that you were campaigning for Chelsea before Haaland was a thing, is because you recognize what he could do for your club. The reason he's uh, a target for Man City is because people realize what he can do for the club. The reason he was been linked with Manchester United and all these different types of clubs is because people recognize if he comes into our club, he's going to bang goals. Why? Because he's a top five striker. He's top five in his position. You wouldn't choose five strikers over him. Now that you, <laughs> there aren't that many to choose from, but you wouldn't call him what six best in the world. It's Lewandowski, Benzema, Lukaku, Kane, Holland. Those are the five. You're not taking anybody else and putting them in. So my my definition of world class. Have you been consistent for the past few years? That's three or four. And are you top five in your position? Or can the argument be made that you're top five in your position? If you meet that criteria, I give you the label. Because really and truly, it's not that deep. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a label. Um, where do we want to go to next? I mean, we're with strikers, so let's keep it going. Another, what's the saying? Another day, another day, no new striker. Oh, is that what? No new striker. 
How how long are you gonna be waiting, man? Bro, it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. I saw someone make the argument, and I find it somewhat compelling. People are are quick to to blame Marina Granovsky. If you don't know who Marina Granovsky is, if you hear Chelsea fans talk about Marina, 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 she's the director of Chelsea Football Club. So, um, and she makes the transfers, and she has maybe not final say, but like next to last say behind a Brumbage. And people complain, or it's weird. It's a weird thing with her where she gets a lot of credit for like the sales she makes, but also credit or blame rather for uh, things that she doesn't do, which is, I guess, just the life of a football director. And someone made the argument that you can't blame Marina for this, the Holland stall or impasse, I guess would be, be the word for this. If Abramovich wanted Holland, he could make it happen. He has the influence and money to where whatever Dortmund asks, he could make it happen. So the fact that it hasn't happened is because Abramovich isn't willing to pull the trigger on that money. And I find that a compelling argument that if, look, if the billionaire owner who has the funds and is willing to pay however much money, I think you said last week, like 50 million to agents and fathers and things like that, if he doesn't have the money, or if he has the money and doesn't use it, then it can't be on the director. It's on the owner. Dortmund have a price, pay the money. If you if you go to try to buy a painting or something, the artist or whoever it is, they, there's a price. If you want a Rembrandt, there's a price for it. For selling the, the painting for half a, half a billion dollars, bro, that's the price. Either you get it or you don't get it. And that's what it is with Haaland at this point. Look, the price is 120, 130. Do you want them or don't you? So for me, it's not really on the director at that point. It's on the owner, who we know has the cash. So you saying Marina is not to blame? She's not the only one. She's not the only one. She's not the and only one. If I had to give us like a pie, I would put like, okay, maybe we can give 5% to Dortmund, who are being American like stingy. Pie. We could give 45 to Marina, maybe. I don't know what her role exactly is in this particular negotiation. And then the other half is is the owner, man. Just find the money. We know you got it. It's not going to dent your pockets. And you'll get some of the money back with marketing. And I don't know how much money you get from jersey sales. But you'll get it back, especially if he wins the club things. Um, it's, it's mostly on Abramovich for me, man. Spend the cash. It's not. Roman isn't willing to spend the cash? I think so. Otherwise, why hasn't it happened? We just don't know. <laughs> Like you know, my thing that you just which who knows unless you know the truth who knows. They've had three months. When was the last game? May, June, July. It's August, so two months and some change. Just give Dortmund the money they want. They've shown with Sancho, you give them the money, they'll they'll sell the player. Dortmund are a selling club, aren't they? Right. Si, senor. Si, senor. If you give it, so they sold Goza Lewandowski. All the, the, the humbles to like direct title rivals. You telling me if you don't pull up the Brinks truck with the money inside, they'll sell Hallen to, to to Chelsea? Come on, man. So I'm like, who who controls the money? It's Abramovich. Because you control the money, I'm looking at you. I think I think you know. I mean, it, it is it is looking like that. It could probably be Lukaku now. Which look, a striker is better than Venom, man. and anyone is better than African dude, man. But. Um... <laughs> Did you watch the preseason game? Yeah. I, you know what? I don't even want to say it. I don't even... <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> shh, 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 shh. 
nope, nope. We're, we're not, no, I can't. Because if I say it, then people are going to be like, ah. So, no, I can't. I can't. But there was I, – I saw some good things in that preseason game that led me to believe, hmm, and that's all I'll say. But, no, if, if Lukaku came, then – Everybody there can leave. Tammy can go to Arsenal. Michi can go to Turkey. Werner can go to anywhere, bro. There's a ticket pick anywhere. Columbus Crew. <laughs> you know what? You need to you need to learn the names of the ML the uh, MLS clubs. Some of them are funny. I don't know. They could be useful for your for your YouTube channel. But yeah. Lukaku, I think I saw the number was Chelsea will have to pay at least 100 million. If Chelsea pay over 100 million for Lukaku, then the problem with Haaland wasn't Chelsea. It was Dortmund's insistence on not letting him go. Because clearly then Chelsea do have the money and are willing to spend it. If Lukaku doesn't come and the number is still 100 or somewhere in that region, then the problem is Chelsea not being willing to spend. And so what do you think it is then? If it has a guess, what do you, what do you think it is? I think it's Chelsea trying to be cute. I'm not offering I'm honest. Yeah. Just trying to save 10, 20, 30 million here or there. Because I think, again, Dortmund are a selling club. If you give them the number they want, they will sell you the player and decide we trust our scouts, we trust our academy, we trust whatever it is. We can go out and we can get the next one. I don't think there is a next Haaland, but we'll go out and we'll find somebody who can bag goals because strikers at Dortmund score goals. We'll be fine. Chelsea are thinking, I mean, they're asking 140, but I mean, maybe we could get it for 120. Maybe we could get it for 110. We could put some things in the deal. Maybe we could throw this player in, that player in. Look at the uh, Kayunde deal. Yeah, well, you know, no, yeah, what's it called? The one um, was like with like a Zuma swap. Exactly. Now, Zuma doesn't want to go to Spain. So what does this mean? Chelsea and Sevilla were negotiating. You give us Kayunde plus 30 million or 40 million, we'll throw in Zuma. Zuma here, Zuma or his people hear this and be like, whoa, what do you mean throw me in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to Seville. Like, what? Why? To help you for what? You know, so no, 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 no. so then the deal stalled because now I guess the evaluation for Zuma was 30 million, 35 million euros, which is accurate. Um, so now Chelsea are going to be forced to pay 70 million up front. I think his release clause is somewhere around 80. So they were trying to be cute by throwing somebody in, but they did, I guess they didn't consult. So this is what Chelsea are up to. They're trying to be cute and save a few, but I'm like, bro, you guys, you finished top four. So you got money there. You won the champions league. We know the deeper you advance into UEFA competition, the more money you make. So you guys have the cash and. They're selling youth players left, right, center. They sold Guayhi. They sold uh, Tamori. They just sold some left back or right back to Southampton. Like, they've made 60 million pounds in the transfer window somewhere near there. Bruh, y'all got cash. So why are y'all being cheap with it? You know, no, no, because because that's that's the shocking thing. Because I really believe that, hey, man, Chelsea, they have the money. They'll pay and then boom. This this is, there's, there's nothing to be... But obviously, man, seems as if um, they're not willing to pay that cash, which is they're being tight. They're being tight with the bread. Like I don't, I don't get it because this is like the perfect opportunity to spend the money if you have it. By the way, 
I don't want this to turn into a Chelsea thing, but do you know Chelsea have 19 players that are currently in the squad that have one year left on their contract? Oh, yeah. 19 players. Wait, wait, wait. Does that include Tammy? Yes. Huh. There's I, – I can't name all 19, but basically the whole defense has one year left on his contract. So Christensen, Silva, Rudiger, Aspilicueta all have one year left on their contract. Oh, Aspie. Yeah, one year left. Um, then Bakayoko has a year left. Mishi has a year left. Tammy has a year left. Ross Barkley has a year left. Charlie Mosanda has a year left. And then there's, you know, youth players here, there, E.K. Ugbo, Lewis Baker, J. Clark Salter. There's, there's just a bunch. There's a bunch of players that have one year left on their deal. So it's, it's a question of resources, essentially. Like how many people, I wonder – in Chelsea Football Club, work on transfers and contracts and things of the sort. Chelsea will not loan you to a club unless you're willing to sign an extension. Otherwise, you'll leave for free on the end of the loan, right? Mm. So you have to sign an extension. This is what happened to Mishi and Bakayoko and all the Barkley last year. They signed one-year contract extensions, then went on loan. Chelsea were thinking, you do well on your loan, we sell you. Nobody wanted to buy or Chelsea didn't get the evaluation that they set. So now they're kind of stuck. And if I'm a player, I'm not signing an extension. Rudiger did – remember with Lampard, I think Rudiger was going to leave, but he wasn't willing to sign the extension to put another year on his contract. So he's just riding it out. And he's played well enough to maybe get an extension, but it's in his hands whether or not he wants to stay. But the point is – Imagine having to try to find homes for, of those 19 players, I'd assume like five or six will stay. Emerson's another one who's uh, a year left on his contract. Some of those are squad players. They'll be in the squad. But you got to find homes for 13 dudes, and then you have to make all of them sign contract extensions? The people who are doing transfers, like trying to get a Haaland, trying to get a Lukaku, I would assume those are the same people who are trying to find loans and trying to get people to sign contract because they're always the same people are in the pictures. Marina's always in the picture with the jersey. So maybe I, I would think that some of her efforts must be having to work on the players in-house as well as trying to get people outside the house. And I think maybe that could be part of the hiccups here. But who knows? Um, what was the other player? Messi, I think if you're 30, how old is Messi? He's born in what, 87? If you're 33, 34 years old, I'm not signing a contract during the summer. Because if I sign the contract, you know what I have to do? I have to show up. I have to train. I don't feel like training. Okay, I'm old. I'm the GOAT. Uh, Let me enjoy my trophy. The day before the season starts, like the actual season starts, or maybe like a week before so I can do a little bit of, you know, uh, recovery and uh, fitness. Then I'll sign my contract. If Messi signs his contract now, he has to go with the team and do preseason and all that stuff. Yeah, look, man, I'm on the islands. I'm chilling with my wife and my kids. You, you see him in the garden playing football with the, Yeah, I'm playing football with the children. <laughs> People are saying his kid is already going to be the next this, that. Like, he's just training, you know. He's. <laughs> Imagine Messi is running Project Messi at his crib. But uh, yeah, I think he's just enjoying the summer 
and he doesn't want any commitment to Barcelona because that starts a, a snowball of now I got to do shoots and I got a media obligations and all this kind of stuff that I really don't feel like doing. I have to give a speech maybe, or, you know what, let me just not sign and let me just wait for as long as I can. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening with Messi. He's going to be a Barca player, but under his own terms on his own time. Well, Barca needs to um, produce the, the funds, in it? You know, they've got to produce them funds, bro. Did you see Dembele is going to sign an extension but reduce his money? Oh, so the US is going to reduce his money. That was that's the that's the thinking. He'll sign an extension but lower his money, which should help the club do what they do. Some I mean, does he saying, want to do that, or he's been forced to do that? Laporta is what people are saying. You know, Laporte, they put a W. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's that's what's going on with Barca. Uh, yeah, Messi, Barca fans, Messi, Messi, Messi will be there, man. Messi will be there. You look at the whole Mbappe Pogba thing, you know, I think probably what's most likely going to happen is I think there is a possibility Real gets Haaland for 70 million next summer and Mbappe and Pogba only free. I think I think that's the that's the big point. Do you know that reminds do we, do we do Super League? The yeah, you took yeah. it out of my brain, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, we can stay there and we can we can stitch it together. The way that these clubs, especially the Spanish ones, are going about trying to save money, it gives you the idea that because of the television rights deals and all of these types of things, English clubs can survive during a pandemic. It might not be as simple as it would have been, but they can survive. If Barca and Madrid are struggling in this pandemic. I wonder what's going on in the other, you know, the other 17, 16, 15 clubs nobody really cares about, unless you're really, 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 really into Spanish football. Um, you know, we got the Sevillas and the, uh, you know, uh, Atleticos and all those clubs. But, you know, if you're Granada, <laughs> I was trying not to say Lugo because they're not in the first division. But <laughs> Huesca and all these kinds of dudes Um, I wonder what's really going on which then makes me think is Florentino's whole plan if we can get these dudes for free next summer then let's just write off the season let's let go of let's basically let's start the rebuild now why not so Ramos thanks Mm -hmm. but you can go Varane thanks but you can go Modric, one year left on his contract. Benzema, but let's start the rebuild now. So, Carlo, you're going to come in for a year and just do us a, do, do me a favor. Is Carlo the guy who's going to lead Madrid for the next three, four, five years? Probably not. But, look, Zidane wanted to leave because he saw that we're doing a rebuild. We don't have the money to give him to help the team, so he's got to go. Who do we bring in? They They wanted Mourinho, but Mourinho was already contractually signed to Roma, or maybe he even rejected... Madrid to go to Roma. Who knows how that works? Um, so who's next? Well, let's bring in Carlo again and let's see what happens. So next summer, Perez is thinking like, if we can keep Mbappe without signing an extension at PSG, if we can keep Pogba at United without signing an extension at um, Manchester United, and if we can keep Haaland at Dortmund and know next summer he has the clause in his contract where we can get him for 70 million euros and hopefully by then we'll have more money. Why wouldn't we do that? 
And then what if we have the Super League worked out in a year? Mm-hmm. Now we're looking pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to have to pay people in their wages. But if we remove the Benzema weight, well, you probably re-sign Benzema depending on his form. But let's say we remove the, we've already removed the Ramos and Varane wages off the books. Let's say we can get rid of the Mar- Marcelo's the other one of the one of the other players who have the yellow first deal. We get rid of the Marcelo wages. We get rid of the Madrid wages. Wages. We get rid of the Benzema wages. We get rid of who knows if they can sell Hazard or do something. Bro, we have money to spend in terms of on our squad because obviously players who come for free get more money in terms of wages because the agents negotiate it that way. I, I look at that and I think, you know what? If you can hold things together for the next 12 months or even six months because you can start signing pre-contracts in January, bro, why, why not? It's a risk. It's a gamble because Chelsea are trying to get Haaland. PSG are trying to get... Pogba, so there are risks, but Real Madrid, the, the the lure of Real Madrid would make me think Pogba would hold out for that, Haaland would hold out for that, Mbappe would hold out for that because Real Madrid is just the, the creme de la creme, right? the pool. Yeah, they they got the juice like more more so than anybody else. So if that's his plan, that's a hell of a plan. That's what's Galacticos 3.0. Well, 2.0. Cristiano people, they weren't really Galacticos, really. What do you mean? Hmm. They got they got Figo, Ronaldo, Zidane, no, no, no. Beko. Well, yeah, that's that's so, so that's that's that. that's the first generation. Then they went and got Kaka, Benzema, Ronaldo, and that has to be a Galacticos. No, no, it's basically you had a washed Kaka. Benzema <laughs> was still a young guy from Leon who was unproven. And I'm sorry, like a guy from Wales can be a Galactical. So, when you say Luis Figo, who was one of the best, probably the best winger in the I world, got you. I got you, but I'm counting yeah. those. It's like an attempt, it's an attempt at Galactical. So, yeah, there you go. and it was more successful. So, maybe it could be Galacticos in the terms of like we get they got done what the original one was supposed to do. The original Galacticos were supposed to win the four Champions Leagues. In five years, or five and five, if you ask them, but they just got the one, and I think they won one La Liga, maybe two. Yeah, but I'm gonna count that Florentino when he was trying it again. If he can get it, Mbappe, Haaland, Pogba, winger, striker, central midfielder. I guess you would kind of have to sort the defense out, but you're giving yourself a season to see what emerges with Militao and oh, they signed Alaba. Yeah, I wouldn't count him as a Galactico, but you know, it's a good piece to have if you don't know what's coming next summer because he can play in multiple positions. So, Courtois is obviously going to be there for the next decade. So, all right, Super League, though. What were your thoughts when they when they dropped their uh, <laughs> their press statement? <laughs> I love this to be fair, but I'll let, I'll let you know. I mean, no, look, I'll say again, surprise, surprise, man. I mean. They were right. Like UEFA were we're wrong. Like they didn't do anything um unconstitutional, they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't do anything illegal. So the whole thing was just about how you package it and how you release it, but it just shows you that they have a legal right to determine their future because you know it's like we want agency and control over the money that we generate based off the popularity and engagements of our institution and why is this arbitrary external um 
institution hoarding all this money that is made off of us. Because the reason why you make all the money is because we want to see Real Madrid have such a massive fan base. Bas have a massive fan base. Juve, all these guys, you know. So, um, you can hit Paris all he wants, man, but the guy has a point. The guy has a point. I mean, they're not exactly the, the good, good guys, but neither are UEFA. Exactly. See, that's the that's the nuance. Like, there's no good guys here. Who's less worse? Mm. I don't know. I, I I just I don't know who's less worse. My gut feeling is always to go against the established evil, and like mm. let's just see let's let's just see what the new evil is saying because maybe the new evil might be a little bit better. So, in my heart, wants to say UEFA are the bad guys here. And just if Florentino and his crew are bringing good ideas to the game or to the sport that can help the players first and foremost and the fans secondarily, then let's go. Let's let's see what let's see what the Super League is saying. But are we just trading one slave master for another? Like there's no freedom, but you get to choose. You want to work for Sheffern? You want to work for Perez? I, I, I don't know, which is why I'm kind of stuck with it. Um I can't say this. The changes that UEFA have made in the past few months with like no away goals and um, just the, the, the little sneaky decisions that they've made, they're doing small incremental changes that when you look back, you'll think, what game is this? But it happens so slowly that you might not even notice the changes that have been kind of picked away. Whereas the Super League was like, bam, like here's a whole new thing. And maybe that's a little bit too jarring or it, jolting for people but look when when they said we know we need to work on it or some something to this effect like we want to work with people to make sure that um it's better like they basically realized that there were some errors in it if that's if that error that they realized was promotion relegation and how to fix that which i mean when we talked about the super league we came up with ideas so it's, it's not that difficult you just have to want to do them um then let's see and if the clubs who signed are contractually negotiated to play or they have to pay 100, 120, 150 million euro fines, then the <laughs> imagine how many was it 12 teams? So what's nine times? Let's call it 120 million. I'm going to let uh, Spotlight help me. That's 1 billion euros. Imagine if Juventus, Barcelona, and Real Madrid took those nine teams to court and said, you got to pay us. You sign the contract. If you're not going to help the league, then you have to pay these fines. They'd obviously sue, and those three teams could be awarded or split one billion pounds, or one billion euros, rather. What if that was the goal all, all along? <laughs> now that would be like some 3D chess, bro. If Fiorentino was like, look, we get them to sign the contract. We're not going to explain it too well. The people aren't going to like it. It's going to go up in flames. But we stay. Us three, we stay. And then I, I know a judge in Madrid who's going to rule our shit legal, <laughs> which then gives us the foundation to sue. Or we get what we want all along, which is the actual toppling of the UEFA Champions League. So either way, it's a win-win for Madrid, Barca, Juventus. Because they'll have the legal standing to say, we, de we're, we deserve the money. What we did was legal. They agreed to it. And they 
shorted us on the business end. So, 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 so it's a nice quick money making scheme, a quick if, book. In the worst case, and it won't be quick because they'll drag it out in courts. But look, if the worst case scenario is we get nine football clubs to give us three hundred thirty-three million euros, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that will solve all of the financial situations they have. And you can't really hit on them for it, man, because it's like if a contract is a contract, you know. Exactly. You this is in the contract that, you know, if you leave and so forth, these are the repercussions you're going to have. Bruh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, City, Tottenham. Who are the other ones? AC Milan. AC Milan, Inter Milan, Inter and Milan. Atletico. Must be. Mm-hmm. They all they they all released press statements. We are we are happy to join the Super League. They had a whole website with their crests yeah. and badges. So they at, the days, that's proof that they were happy and willing to join this thing. And then two three days later, then they backed out due to public pressure or whatever it was. But bro, you signed the contract. You released a statement publicly. So you said you wanted to do this. We are happy and excited and willing to see what the next steps in European football is. You, They were willing to put your wafer on the back burner for money. But now that it's legal, we got paperwork. And Florentino <laughs> has always been saying they signed the thing, They signed the paperwork. We have contractual agreements with all of these clubs. You can't leave. He said that from the from the jump. Remember when he, he, he um, Madrid zone or whatever the thing is, they were like yeah. translating his interview because he doesn't do that many interviews apparently. First he went on... Um, What's that show? Cheringuito <laughs> with the really Cheringuito, yeah, the the, the the guy that does the hand rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a that's a great meme, man. That's a great meme. And by the way, I don't. I'm sure we talked about this, but Hazard was right to laugh, man. Like, come on, he can't have fun with his teammates. Either way, he went on that show and did the interview. Then he did an interview on radio, and the whole time he was saying they can't leave. We signed contracts. If they got the paperwork, I don't care what anybody says. In law, contracts are everything. Paperwork is everything. You can't yeah. say that's not my signature, especially if we have proof that you, like on the Chelsea website, on the Arsenal website, like, bro, y'all came out and said, like, this is what we're doing. And then you backtracked. The, the Liverpool uh, owner, the Fenway Sports Group dude, they had him do like a like a hostage video. We're, we're really sorry. We misjudged. We didn't understand. Like, we're really yeah, sorry. Was, we won't do it again. Good. You have a whole apology. Well, what are you apologizing for? Doing what you said you would do on a contract. I think those three teams are in a pretty good place. I got to give you credit, man. I got to give you props just quickly before we go. Your point, your point about people say, you know, it'll be boring if we watch the top teams every week. Like, I don't want to watch... Uh, Juventus play them and Real Madrid play them and Barcelona play them and then play them like it'll get boring and tired. You guys are the same people who play foot every day. You people are the same people who play ultimate team every day. I know that's the same thing, but I just clarify. You guys are the same guys who go on the, the seasons online. You play multiple games over and over and over with PSG against Manchester United or PSG against Real Madrid or Barcelona against Chelsea. Like people when they play video games, which is this is half Hope's point. You guys use the same teams over and over. Use the same freaking. No, my thing is that it's okay. classical every time when you go on FIFA no, online. No, 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 You're no, not see, sick of it. Stop lying. If it's boring, 
I want you to next time you play FIFA, I want to see Lugo against Gunthorpe. That get him at Red Bridge against yeah, I want to see Coventry. That. Where is that? You don't see it. You guys use the best players because you collect the best players. You give EA all your money to get the best players in one place. Florentino's looking at that like, well, I guess they like all the best players in one place. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Not, not, not that he plays FIFA, but you know, like that idea of collecting all the good. The Champions League is popular for a reason. It's not the group stage. It's when the best teams play the best teams, everybody watches. Put it this way. People complain that, oh, man, Arsenal used to get Barcelona a lot. Bayern Munich is drawn with Real Madrid a lot. PSG get drawn with Chelsea a lot. Y'all still watch. Nobody. I've, I've not seen anybody who's like, you know what, I'm not going to watch Chelsea against Barcelona because I've seen it five times. I've, this is the eighth time I've seen it. You know what? I'm not going to tune in. I just can't. I, I'm sick of watching Messi. Like, I can't take him. He's, it, it, I, uh, not never. <laughs> to quote Cat Williams. Not never in the history of... I can't say that word, but I, I, I can't. But um, Not never has that happened. You guys love football. We love football. We like watching the best play the best. All the metrics show it. Whenever top teams play... There's more tweets. There's more views. Half Hope will tell you on his channel. The games where the top teams play, that's the time that you get probably the most views on, on YouTube. Why is yeah, that? It's, it's, it's obvious. It's People obvious. give a damn. So that you know that, and can if you could synthesize, synthesize that into a product, you'd be an idiot not to try it. So I don't, I don't buy. We'll, we'll get sick of it. The sport's been going for 150 years. It's only getting more popular. You're not going to get sick of the top teams playing the top teams. So stop lying. <laughs> if y'all really, really, really loved the little guy and the underdog, we wouldn't have debates about should we still have FA Cups and League Cups. Y'all stay to, I don't care about the FA Cup. The FA Cup is the, the, the. why? Because you don't want to watch uh, Brentford against, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect teams, but y'all not trying, y'all not trying to watch Port Vale against, tomato chips fc like come on y'all want to watch the best against the best which is why when we get to the final of the fa cup now oh people care chelsea against them or arsenal against united or whatever it is we're predictable and we don't get sick of the top teams playing the top teams so florentino i can't say i trust you or i believe in you because i think eventually the president of the super league will become just as diabolical as the president of uefa but i will give you a chance because I already know what UEFA is. So that's where I'm at with it. All right. It's an hour in real time. So I will let you evacuate the premises, my friend. Shout out to the people. All I, all I, all I have to say, man, is um, so what it says, fuck. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, this has been the Talking Texas podcast. Again, we thank you guys for listening. Um, we will see you guys next week with the season preview. You know, we'll give you predictions on top four and all that good stuff. I think will we have the community shield to talk about? Maybe I think it must be this weekend, isn't it? I think community shield should be. it should be this Sunday because yeah. of the first because of the, the I don't know super cup is next Wednesday. So that's Leicester um, against City. Yeah, we'll have some stuff to talk about. Who knows? Maybe City will have some star players in their in their eleven that are that are new. Again, thank you guys for listening. Remember to check us out on all the social media links are in the description. I just ran two sentences together there. Um, Half Hope, where can people find you? You can find me on halfhopefootballhot.com. That link That's is also in the description. Please, thank you. If I didn't say I'm at Daniel to look, remember, hit us up on 
Twitter. We're on Patreon. All again, all the just check the description. Talking Texas podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always for ball. Indeed, indeed. Peace, peace. One love. Sports Social Podcast Network.